Whiskey wants a joke The Marlboro wants to smoke Tears need some salt to get by The thorn looks for a crown And the beggar for a town And the woman is never satisfied Everyone's looking for something to hold Some kind of savior they need to be told To hold on mother but the mother wants a lover and this house can't find home anywhere the ship is scared to sink the thirst is scared to drink and I can't find God way down here everyone's looking for something to hold some kind of said we need to be told to hold on to hold on you can run and you can hide
Beth Hart, tell him to hold on. Yeah, I love that cut, and and I love Beth Hart's voice. There's a whole story there. We'll talk about Beth Hart in a minute of, of why I, I like her so much and her work with Joe Bonamassa, Jeff Beck, a lot of things. But Kip Williams, Desolation Angel Radio. This is a fun week. This is an interesting week. Um, this episode is, is one of those episodes where I get to play the, uh, the music I want to play. And it was pointed out to me this week that, that in, over the years and all the interviews I've done, nobody's ever interviewed me and, and that people only know pieces of me. So, so uh, we'll, we'll take the time to do that. We'll take the time to talk about that. Uh, Desolation Angel Radio, this podcast itself, has been just running the raw stats on the air 14 years. It started out as a radio show on Outlaw Radio Chicago, went to Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and I switched it to a podcast, and it solely existed as a podcast out there on the Internet for a very long time until it got picked up by Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Music and Podcasts, Google Music and Podcasts. It's on every streaming service. I am tremendously flattered by that. <laughs> I also wonder, it's like, really? <laughs> you know, me, Kip Williams, you know, the kid from Comstock, Michigan. So, uh, but, but over time, it started out as strictly music and and evolved over time into a true podcast where now if you're a regular listener uh you know that there's a lot of heron and, and we'll talk about the heron and and what's happening out there things on here you know that that at least once a month i get together with the people that i went to high school with uh 1975 comstock high school comstock michigan we graduated and that were a very close group of friends. I'm very fortunate. Um, a lot more than, you know, how are the kids and grandkids? When I say the Heron, that of course is the Heron Farm and Event Center out in Sherman, New York, um, in between Sherman and Panama, where the Great Blue Heron Music Festival is held. But it's so much more than that, and we evolved it. And I use the word we. A lot of us work together. We evolved it to a lot more than just one music festival a year at that farm over the course of the pandemic. Um, I do interviews with authors who are releasing books. I do interviews with artists. I do interviews with musicians. And uh, it works out so that uh, I get a show every so often where I just get to do me, where I get to play the music I want to play. And, and, do, and I get to do that. Um, I'm very proud to say that Desolation Angel Radio has never had commercial sponsors has never had uh, product placement in it. Well, I mean, I talk about the Heron, but in other words, I don't get paid, you know, by anybody. This, this, I actually put out into the world at, at my expense. And it works out because over time, over those 14 years, there's over 500 episodes that you can research back into that works out to approximately three episodes a month, which makes sense. When I talk about the things that I, you know, just talked about the things I cover and uh, 30,000 subscribers out there in the world. It's both national and international um, listeners in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., uh, France, Sweden, Italy, Spain, Belize. 
Hi, Jim. Um, and and uh, I've I've even picked up listeners in Russia and the Ukraine. So so it, it, and in a lot more countries in Europe, Asia. Uh, so it's really grown over time, and and I'm very flattered by that. I'm very flattered by it. And like I say, over 500 episodes. 30,000 subscribers on the air, 14 years. And, and how did that happen? How did that, you know, how, how did I get here? You know, especially doing it myself. I am the producer and the host and the writer. Uh, this is a, a one-person operation, but I somehow still managed to shove it out there at least three times a month and, and have that many listeners. And, and it's interesting because if you've listened over time, you, you've picked up a lot of different things, but, but nobody's ever heard the whole story. And, and the whole story, of course, is that I was originally born and raised in Comstock, which is just um, to the east side of Kalamazoo, Michigan, basically Kalamazoo, and, and born and raised there and, and grew up there until 1975. I graduated. Um, I actually became an electrician by trade. I got sober back in 1981. I've been clean and sober 43 years. If you ever want to talk about being sober, um, I'm open to it. Just get a hold of me, you know, and, and we'll do what we can about that. And, and, and I have a dedication to help. I'm, I'm the founder of the Nomad Project. If, if you're a friend of mine on social media or listen to the podcast, you've heard about that. Again, it's a, it's a one-person Benefit and Charity, probably the largest one now in Buffalo, New York, that takes care of Haven House, the domestic violence shelter, Compass House, which is the teen shelter, Friends of the Night People, very well known here in Buffalo, uh, great place, Altamont Veterans Services, the Buffalo City Mission, Cornerstone Manor, which is the women and, and children's uh, shelter working out of Buffalo City Mission, St. Luke's Mission of Mercy, um, the warming shelters, the, the code blue and warming shelters here in Buffalo. Uh, this year alone, when it was all said and done, 55 truckloads, uh, full trucks, I drive an F-150, to, to those various places of, of things that people donated and things that are really necessary and needed. And again, um, I'll actually get into the story as long as we're doing an interview of me of how and why the Nomad Project started because it came out of a really, really horrendous, shitty thing in my life where I had a choice of either doing something, you know, really bad and getting really bitter or I had a choice to go out and do something that was positive and could help the world. And and I'm so glad I made that choice. So again, that's a, that's a benefit in charity. No admin costs, no overhead costs. Um, I absorb all those. I eat all those costs, the uh, admin costs and, and emailing and, and printing of flyers and gas and everything else. Um, my other job pays for that because I think that's the way that kind of charity work should be done. That's, that's how people should do that. Um, matter of fact, it, and it goes on. It's not just at the holidays. Uh, mine is year-round. Um, holidays are well over, and I spent yesterday morning, Saturday morning, loading up a truck with Wayne, the, uh, the coordinator for the two um, warming shelters here in town with socks. My buddy John Stanizek shipped me 3,000 pair of socks. Um, 
and and so they got a good chunk of them and uh, my buddy Lori Fernet had sent to me uh, 500 pair of stocking caps and gloves and the last 250 of those went to the warming shelter so so people because people are good if you give them a chance you know they'll do that um had a long conversation this week with Julie Rockcastle the the owner of uh the heron and there's some big news concerning the great blue heron music festival we'll talk about that uh coming in this coming week it's it's big stuff for 2024 um and and so there's so much but the other part of it is 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 like i said people have have asked you know where where does this come from where have you been i mean i have lived all over the place i moved from kalamazoo over to Ypsilanti and, and worked in Detroit for a very long time. Um, then I was living in Chelsea, which is just outside of Ann Arbor. I lived in New Orleans, moved down there with another job, and, and we'll talk about that. I, I, I have been so lucky. I mean, it's like I, here I am. Other people see it in the movies, and, and I'm working, you know, ultra deep water oil drilling rigs, you know, based out of New Orleans, a really cool city you know, for, for a chunk of my life. And, and that was great there. Uh, which also ties back to, to Comstock and some other news that I got that I'll, I'll relay about Comstock and, and, and what we call the Comstock Breakfast Club 1975. But, uh, I love to write. I'm a writer. I actually have published a couple books and down in New Orleans. I also was, uh, doing spoken word on stage, um, twice a month. I was up there uh, in the roster of, of, you know, writing and performing spoken word with, with a troop of really, really cool people. Um, and, and that actually goes back to Comstock and a teacher I had there. Um, you heard me interview Jack Runchy the, the other day, uh, one of my teachers from, from high school. And as it turns out, um, I also have to credit Gwen Kalisa you know, who, who was an English teacher there. So, and there's news concerning that. So just hang in. But, but what you heard was Beth Hart and I love Beth Hart with Helm to hold on. And so if there's anything involving it, there's, there's a standing joke in Comstock about, uh, growing up because everybody grew up in my basement and, and I loved music, which is why I do this. And people would come over every Friday and I did have gone to Boogie Records and there'd be eight, 10 new, new records there. So it, this is my way of exposing people to what I'm listening to these days. And that's what this show is going to be. Some of the people I listen to and, and, uh, you know, and what happens. So that was Beth Hart. Like I say, I love Beth Hart, Beth Hart, great blues singer, um, clean and sober too, by the way, it was Joe Bonamassa and Jeff Beck that helped get her clean and sober and believed in her as a singer and and really started producing her at the beginning and and so that was tell him to hold on off an album called better than home there's other people i listen to these days like zach bryan morgan wade uncle lucius has reformed again after a 10-year break and i love kevin and uncle lucius uh, we all know what tyler, tyler childers does and and again these are all people that break molds and break rules and by the way I'm going to play music in, in sets of genres. Don't assume that the next set is going to be the same genre as the one you just heard. So, because I listen to all kinds of music, whether it be rock or, or, you know, um, R and B, 
uh, jazz, blues. I've got a thing for the blues. Um, I've got a thing for what is called country, but back in the 70s, it would have been called rock and roll. Um, trust me, it would have. So <laughs> I think that's the kind of set I'll start with is, is the set that today now, you know, your algorithm would classify as, as country, but it's not. It's definitely rock and roll. And then we'll talk more about some of the stories I was talking about and some of the other things there. So off into the music, and I will talk to you presently. I'd say I've seen some beautiful days, I've walked countless coastlines, I've woken to mountaintops, I've seen death and birth and kissed good lips. I don't need a music machine telling me what a good story is, and matter of fact, I've never asked nothing from nobody. I've taken my motorbike down the Pacific 101 and I have stood atop the Empire State Building with my father. I've ridden the fear, although I was afraid every single time. I've learned that every waking moment is enough and excess never leads to better things. It only piles and piles atop the things that are already abundantly in front of you, like breathing and chasing and slow dancing and love making, fighting and laughing. I am unhinged, unworthy, and distasteful to mostly everyone I meet. However, I am loyal to a fault to anyone I find kindness in. I do not and will not fear tomorrow because I feel as though today has been enough. And I got no hate in my heart for anything, anywhere, or anyone. And I think Fear and Friday's got an awful lot in common. They're overdone and glorified and always leave you wanting. Yeah, I think Fear and Friday's got an awful lot in common. They're overdone and glorified and they always leave you wanting. Since I was a child, working for a while, 
Give me that old time screaming and shouting. Go up, tell it on the mountain. Faith too strong to be left out in way of trying God. Childers with with Way of the Triune God, the Jubilee version of Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven? And and, and I love what Tyler does. I really do. Um, he's not afraid to take things all over the map. He's really not. And and before that, like I said, Uncle Lucius is back together after like a 10-year break. And and I love what Kevin and Uncle Lucius do. Holy roller. Morgan Wade with, with Domino off a of psychopath. And then Zach Bryan with Overtime 
um, and a spoken word that he put together called Fear and Fridays. And, and right now, the algorithm and, and, and taste define that as country, but it's definitely rock and roll. You know, it's definitely rock and roll. Um, we'll talk about what's coming up here in a minute. I, I said in the earlier vocal segment that I would talk about a couple things. This week, this week, on, on Thursday, February 1st, the Heron is putting tickets on sale for the 31st Great Blue Heron Music Festival um, out in Sherman, New York, July 5th, 6th, and 7th. And it's, it's interesting because we do this every year. Um, we're putting tickets out what we're at, a, at a greatly reduced price. Full weekend passes. Um, you can choose from Thursday entry or Friday entry. Not going to tell you the lineup yet. Lineup won't be announced until February 21st. So, so these are tickets you're buying on blind faith that we're going to have uh, a great lineup, and we always do. But these are significant discount as well. You know, we appreciate the risk you're taking, and so it's a significant discount in the price to buy them in, in that uh, time in between February 1st and, and February 21st. And the other thing is, and, and if you're a dedicated listener to the show, you hear me talk about this every year and every spring. We're going to open the volunteer apps up, um, and on that on Thursday, February first, too, we're going to open the volunteer apps up, and and you can volunteer, and it's a pretty fair trade, you know, nine nine hours of work for uh, for a free festival for four days and doing a lot of different jobs, and we'll talk about that more. It's it's not uh, it's not drudge work, you know. There's some really interesting volunteer places that we need everything from first aid to selling ice and firewood to monitoring the bathhouse you could even work the pre-fest week or stick around post-fest and clean up um i'm going to talk about lifeguards you know we we need lifeguards because we've got that great pond so and that's a whole different position than volunteering that's really cool but we'll talk about that with julie next week on the next show uh and then I was talking earlier about a big surprise, Comstock Breakfast Club. We don't get together um, until this coming week, Wednesday's the 31st. We always get together the first Wednesday of the month, so it'll be week after next that we'll get together. But like I said, you heard me do an interview with Jack Runchy. Well, right now I will tell you that um, very influential people. If you John, – John posted some pictures, the great pictures. John posted some pictures of us all together and we realize we have all been together not just passing one another in the hallways we have been a tight-knit group of friends for 50 years i mean every picture you can find from the 70s we're all together but we were greatly influenced by a couple of people who still happen to be alive um the Khaleesis. um hank was the band director gwen was the english teacher and and drama director and i i will finally tell you that now um myself my sister John, Karen are all working at putting together an interview with them so that they can understand and appreciate how much we thank them and appreciate them for the influence they had in our lives, in our careers, in everything we've ever done. It was For me, it was Gwen that inspired my love of language, my love of writing, my, my love of, my absolute love of the use of the English language, you know, to, to do things and, and communicate with. And, and it was basically her that put me on stage as a spoken word performer in New Orleans. And, and <clears throat> anyhow, uh, Hank had a great influence on people. 
you know, as, as the band director. And there, Hank just turned 97, and, and, and Gwen is not that far behind him, but they are still out and active and rolling around, and we're trying to set it up so that we do an interview, a small, very small group of us, um, so we don't overwhelm them, but a, a small group of us to uh, thank them for everything they ever did, because I think that's important. Um, like I said, the Heron, you know, we'll, we'll announce uh, the first lineup release, and on Wednesday, February 21st, we'll, we'll do a full lineup announcement in early March. So this is a good way for you to plan your summer and know where you're going to be on July 5th, 6th, and 7th and grab your tickets and book your campsite now because it's not anything you'd regret. You really would like it. And like I say, the volunteer apps are going to open up then. It takes about 400 volunteers. It takes about 400 volunteers to pull this thing off. Um, and, and those of us who, you know, who are our core to all of it there really appreciate your help as, uh, as volunteers. And, and it's not anything you'd regret. I've seen some great friendships, family-like relationships formed out of those volunteer crews because of the things that you go through over over the course of you know four days or, or over the course of a week and and lasting lifelong friendships form out of that and and also be able to because somebody one time was worried about you know volunteer i said a good chunk of the volunteer jobs are actually right near the stages <laughs> you're you're seeing what's happening and you're hearing it you're hearing the bands and uh and it's a good way to do that. And the other part of it is, is if you just want to go and enjoy yourself, this is going to be the cheapest ticket, the cheapest four-day pass, the cheapest three-day pass that we sell. Uh, and it's just a good way to come spend time on this beautiful land that, uh, that we've put together. If you get a chance, just go to Facebook and look at Blue Heron Music Festival or look at uh, Green Heron Farm and Event Center or the Heron Farm and Event Center. Um, sorry, the Heron Farm and Event Center, and, and look at some of the pictures, at, at the art that covers the land, at the, and, and marvel at the fact that this is also a working farm with, with cattle, chickens, you know, huge vegetable gardens, mushrooms. It's, it's a working farm, a working organic farm. Uh, you know, it's, it's like the, the beef tastes so good, the chicken tastes so good, but all of that happens, and of course it's a campground where you can come visit and then we've got also, you know, and I'll talk about it again here in a while. I just did a show about the uh, solar eclipse event because Western New York is going to be dead center of the solar eclipse on April 7th and 8th. And we're doing an event out there. And those tickets are on sale now. You can, you can listen to, just go to the website. Just go to theheron.org. And you can find, you know, all of these tickets. The the uh, the Eclipse one, of course, we're going to have Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors in. It's going to be a weekend, and we're going to make a thing out of it. And and I think that that's really a big thing. Nomad Project, those contributions are still coming in. Jessica Watt and Christy Blask are are trying to figure out how to give things to me because again, it goes year round. And I'm trying to balance all that because I picked up a new contract, a new consulting contract here in town. Um, that keeps me busy, and, and it's good being that busy again after, uh, after I, I can do a whole show on just what job searching is like right now. I feel bad for people, unless you know how to, how to really work the system. I, job searches right now, as my phone is going off, job searches right now um, 
are a lot like dating apps, you know, swipe right, swipe left. Um, does this person, you know, fit the profile that I want? Does this company fit it? And, and it's, it's difficult. It's difficult right now finding work, even though they're saying all oh, there's all those job openings, finding work that fits the conditions, you know, you need and want for anyone is very difficult. And I'm really fortunate and happy to have picked up the contract that I picked up. It's right here in town and it's doing exactly what I want to do and what I'm very good at in, in the day job. By the way, I'm, I'm a, you've heard me talk about the various things I do. In the day job, I'm a consultant in maintenance and reliability in, in how to make things run better and not, you know, from this draconian standpoint, but more from a standpoint of how, to, how can things run better for the people, the equipment, the company, be safer and, and run better and more predictably. And I'm good at it. Um, I am really good at it, uh, at, at doing that for people. So... I'm, I'm really happy to have picked that up. And, and in this next segment, we're, we'll talk about, you know, some of the, the personal things about where all that comes from. So I think I'm going to change up the flavor and, and uh, change up the flavor of, of what I'm going to play. Um, we'll throw some, some J.J. Gray and Mofro in there. Roseanne Cash with, with her writing and, and performing partner, John Leventhal. The Black Keys have a new album coming out. Allison Russell, whom I love, and it's a duet with Randy Carlyle. For anybody who, who, you know, knows me, knows how much I love Allison Russell. Reckless Kelly with their take on an old Richard and Linda Thompson Fairport Convention song called 1952 Vincent Black Lightning. Gary Clark Jr., I'm, I'm an absolute Gary Clark Jr. fanboy. Um, has one, a new one coming out, and this is a single off of it. And I have to play this next one after that. Joe Bonamassa and Peter Frampton just released Four Day Creep, an old blues song. And I've always joked I mean, about Peter Frampton and Frampton Comes Alive, the way people knew him, because I had, you know, studied so much music and, and so much rock and roll. And Peter Frampton had always been the guitar player in Humble Pie. Then Frampton Comes Alive out, and I'm looking at it going, what happened here? And over the course of time, of course, Peter Frampton is back to playing the blues, which he does very, very well. And uh, we'll do that. Um, Brittany Howard from Alabama Shake. She just puts out singles on occasion when she feels like it, and I love that. She's got one out. And uh, some Ashton McBride, some Margot Price, some Jason Isbell. Enjoy.
pretty well Where am I going? You know I'm looking for you What am I thinking? Oh, it's so hard to tell Does this happen often? If you only knew I slip in the cracks I figured it out You know I thought it all through No one will notice If I slip out the back Yeah, I'm totally ruined If you only knew How the stars hang like dust Maybe we'll see them And they're just like us Maybe we'll be them I'll, I'll think, think of something that's totally new You're gonna love me If you only knew
Just a friend on the wind seeking shelter There's a crack in the sky and a light from on high
numérique La musique nous réunit Une famille
on the lark on the wind I said there's two kinds of men in this world and you're neither of them and his fist cut the smoke I had an eighth of a second to wonder if he got the joke in the car headed home she asked if I had considered the prospect of living alone with a stay held in my eye I had to summon the confidence needed to hear her goodbye Another brief chapter without any answers moved by And the songs that she sang in the shower are stuck in my head Like bring out your dead Breakfast in Like I'm here with a guy that I judge worse than anyone else So I pace And I pray And I repeat the mantras that might keep me clean for the day And the songs that she sang in the shower Wish you were here. How I wish you were here. And experience robs me of hope that you'll ever return. So I breathe and I burn. I breathe and I burn. And the church bells are ringing for those. Frost on the ground probably envies the frost on the tree. And the songs that she sang in the shower are stuck in my mind. Like yesterday's wine. Like yesterday's wine. And experience tells me that I'll never hear them again. So that's that set. And, and I promised that I would tell a story. A lot of people know pieces of it, but, but part of the story of where the Nomad Project comes from where my fierce loyalty to a couple groups of people come from. 
I have a whole thing about loyalty. 100% Irish and quintuple Scorpio. Loyalty, trust, and respect. All of those get earned from me with people. And if people ever break one, then, then all three are gone. And, and I'm comfortable with that. I mean, it's like, <clears throat> I, I was thinking about it in terms of pop culture, not music, but, but TV, everybody else in the world goes, goes crazy over Game of Thrones. And I'm over here watching, <laughs> you know, Reacher and Bosch <laughs> and Justified. Uh, and back in the day, like the wire, you know, things like that. It, it, and if there's a common theme, it's always about loyalty and it's always about finding out why, and then doing something about why, something about that why. Because you can't theorize about it. You can't status update it. You, you can't, you know, it, everybody's got an opinion, and opinions are meaningless. You know, when, once you're willing to roll your sleeves up and get your boots dirty and get your hands dirty and, and do something about it, then that's where it comes from. And, and that's where the Nomad Project comes from. That's where taking care of all those missions and shelters, and, and it's not just the missions and shelters, but taking care of the people within them that's really important to me. And, and so where does that come from? Well, just the way I talked about the history of the podcast, the, the history of the Nomad Project kind of ties in with my time spent leading the COVID-19 task force, being one of the managers in charge of it uh, here in New York State. It ties in with my fierce loyalty to the Heron and getting it through the pandemic into the state where we're at now, where we can, you know, really celebrate and have 5,000 people back on the land, 5,000, 7,000, 8,000 people. Uh, and it all stems from one thing. It all stems from one thing. I, because uh, I'm about 10 years out from it now, so I can talk about it with, with some rationality. But uh, we, not we, me, I, I, at a point in time in the past, I put my faith in the wrong person. I put, I invested a lot of time, money, and energy, and faith in into the wrong human being, and we all do that. Everybody does that. I'm not exceptional in that. That's how you learn lessons. But in my case, it, it wound up with some really horrendous after effects. Um, thousands of dollars gone. Lots of time spent. Um, at one point in time, I wound up with with a pistol being pointed at the back of my head. Um, over some things. And, and, uh, it took a year and a half for me to be exonerated, to be completely cleared of everything and for people to see what the individual had done. And that all happened in February of, of all of that. It was about two years worth of effort to get everything cleared up and, and get it straightened out. Um, not that I, I never, I, Never, I mean, I lost a ton of money on that one, um, stolen from me, actually. But, uh, and things gone, things of my dad's that should have gone to my son's. But, but it, I'm not alone in that. That happens to people. But anyhow, coming into the holiday season of 2017, which is when a lot of things started, uh, so we're talking over six years ago, now, six years ago now, uh, it was a pretty bleak Christmas and, and New Year's. Um, and, and I remembered something when I from when I first got sober. And like I said, I've been sober and clean 43 years, and I remembered something from when I first got sober, and 
I got told, you know, go put your effort into somebody else. Find somebody less fortunate than you, and, and you'll gain some gratitude and some grace that way. So I gathered what I had around the house, uh, scarves, and stocking caps, socks, um, went out and bought a bunch of, of those things and, and wound up at the missions and the shelters in that week before Christmas, handing those things out. And on Christmas Day, I went up to Oshai Children's Hospital and asked to see the terminal kids because I'd bought some toys and handed those out and uh, went to the VA hospital to the long-term assisted living wing and gave out some sweaters and, and stocking caps and gloves. And they tell me, because I still run into the same people, that when I walked out of Oshai Children's Hospital on Christmas morning, and I went to walk down the sidewalk to my truck to go to the VA hospital that I absolutely hit my knees. And I remember that because I couldn't stop crying over what I'd seen. And especially that entire week, being in shelters with people and missions with people who were hungry and homeless. And I decided I needed to do something about it. Anybody that knows me knows I'm going to do something concrete about it. So the Nomad Project started. And it's grown and grown and grown to the point where, like I say, I, 55 truckloads alone in this, this year so far. And, and you know, now, now I'm at the point where I, where I, because of contributions made to me by people, I can give out 3,000 pairs of socks and, you know, 500 stocking caps and sets of gloves. And, and I can make sure that the kids at Haven House, the domestic violence shelter, know Santa has found them. And, uh, and can get them toys. And it doesn't make me exceptional. It doesn't make me special. Um, I'm just doing, I think, what I'm supposed to do. And, and, but anyhow, <clears throat> I went through a, a couple years of, of real turmoil. And I walked out in early February of 2020 with everything finally settled and cleared and my name cleared and everything else cleared. And uh, people knew what the other person had done and within two weeks of that, I got a phone call from the uh, state of New York asking me if I would help build that task force because there was this new virus that was killing people. And uh, if there's anything I know how to do, I know how to build something from the ground up fast, and I know how to find something that works. I've had a lifetime of that. And so I joined on board, and we figured out out at the Heron early that summer that we wouldn't be able to hold the Great Blue Heron Music Festival um, and with that many thousands of people. And, and so it was a case of, you know, what are we going to do different? And, and so we, we learned to reinvent the place and, and turn it into a full-time campground with hiking trails and nature trails and horse riding trails and had smaller weekends where smaller numbers of people could gather. Um, you know, built some things up as Airbnbs and survived all of that and got to the point back where this summer now we can, we can do the Great Blue Heron Music Festival, uh, you know, and, and, and had, you know, thousands of people back on the land and people smiling and laughing. But at the heart of it all lies that very dark period. And so if you wonder where my, my and I said loyalty is a big thing with me, where my loyalty to Nicole, uh, Nicole White, she's known as Nicole James on Facebook, but Paige Olson, um, 
Renee Manning, Jen Raines, Julie Rockcastle, Steve Rockcastle, where that loyalty comes from, they never wavered in their belief in me and they've always helped me build things up. And the same goes for everybody else out there. Ryan and Janice and Josh and, and you know, people like Marie, um, our dear Tammy, who we lost to cancer here a couple years ago and, and celebrated her life and, and her passing. And, and Dominic, uh, you know, an absolute brother. And, and so many other people I can't list. And, and the other part of it is, is you hear me on the air with the Comstock Breakfast Club, what we call the Comstock Breakfast Club. Really excited because um, Karen's going to join us now after a year. Karen and I had a lot of things to work out to, to get our friendship ironed out, and I had a lot of things to apologize for, um, a lot of things to say I'm sorry for, you know, and and get that, but we've known one another since sixth grade, you know, I, I talked about watching TV, Justified, you know, Boyd and Raylan, we dug coal together, Karen and I go all the way back to sixth grade together, along with, you know, John, Diane, Tom, Steve, Gina, you know, Paula, Jill, um, but yeah, Diane Parker, Diane Parker LaPiana and, and John Stanizek and Tom Bennett and Steve Schultz and, and Gina Hammond, now Gina Thomas, and Mary O'Leary, now Mary Connect. Um, it, it, Paula Chase, Karen Sparks, Sperry, um, people who are incredibly important to me because in the midst of all that darkness, I had my hair and folks that were holding me up and propping me up and I had to remember back all those people whom I loved so much from 50 years ago and I knew that they would not want me to give up. I knew they would want me to hang on. And, and become again the person that I could be and can be and try to be every day right now. So, so that's the story behind that, you know, is, is it was the people around me that propped me up and kept me going in, in my darkest. And so what you're about to hear is a set of songs that are appropriate to close with. Um, Sturgill with All Around You. Glenn Campbell's uh, last album, Ghost on a Canvas, um, which I did a bunch of here back in the day on the podcast, but has been redone with duets and, and a song that... I'm sitting here listening to this song the other day and, and started sobbing, and I realized how important it was to me, Hold On Hope, with Glenn Campbell and Eric Church, and Crowded Table with the High Women, just such incredible voices. Um, Marin Morris and Brandy Carlisle, uh, two of them in there. Amanda Shires, you know, um, Jason Isbell's partner, and every bit... Uh, the same musician that, that he is. And, and then, of course, Ben Nichols and the Boys from Lucero with two very important songs. These songs are really important, these five. I love you all. I got your back somewhere out there in the night, wherever you are. And you know that if you know me. I'm your 2 a.m. phone call. I'm your big red button. And I'll handle it. And I'll be there for you. Because people have been there for me so much through my life. And uh, you all are awesome. Like I say... Those, those tickets, without knowing what the lineup is, what we call blind faith tickets, those go on sale this Thursday and the volunteer apps open up at the Heron. You're going to be hearing from the Comstock Breakfast Club week after next. We've still got the solar eclipse event that we're doing on April 8th out at the Heron. Nomad Project is still going. I'm still taking donations, and I'm still getting things to people. And uh, I love you all. You're just awesome human beings, and you make me really glad to be on the planet, and I'm glad you're on the planet now, too. Let's do music. We'll talk again next week when I talk to Julie about those blind faith tickets.
When the sun won't shine When it seems like The whole world is against you Don't be afraid Life is unkind You can let go of the pain If you choose Stop slips away Skies fall apart Bearing too long Hey, universal power Glory Glory All Lost the sea, never to be found Just knowing your heart Ever always together And long after I'm gone Still be around Cause our bond is eternal So
Everybody's got a hold on hope. To the last dance Then it's time to leave Oh, that's a price we pay A price we pay We deceive One another And a mother She opens up for free Everybody's got a
Thank you for hanging out with us. Cheers, y'all.